Welcome back to the Real Deal Brides podcast. I'm your host, Alessandra Macaluso, author of The Real Deal Bridal Bible, and this is episode 15. Today we're speaking with Rain Parvis. She's an LA-based stylist. Uh, She styles for all sorts of events. She has a really unique background and a really interesting start, and also her own romance story that came out of her career. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Rain. Hello, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. I'm excited to talk to you today for a lot of reasons. I know you have a lot of great tips and things to share with our listeners. But before we get going, tell me a little bit about how you got into the career that you are in today. Sure, no problem. So when I originally wanted to help people look amazing and feel their best, most when most people hear the word stylist, they think like celebrity style and red carpet. But I went after all of the matchmaking agencies in town. So I wanted to help singles look their absolute best so they can attract their love of their life. And that's kind of how I started in my career. It's, it was really cool because you start dressing them for love, get them all in the right colors, the right shades, the right uh, body shape, the right kind of dressers, dresses. And then a few years later, I would style them for their engagement shoot. So it's just so, it was such so lovely to go from like the transitions of single and kind of like, I don't know if I'll ever meet the one to, oh my God, I met the one. <laughs> that has to be so satisfying seeing that happen with your clients. Yes. And I, and I also love saying, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> That's great because I never knew that. Obviously, you know about all the matchmaking websites, but I never actually thought that, you know, to have a stylist surrounding that because it's true. A lot of that, like, it just builds your confidence and it really helps you look the best version of yourself. The thing about your big day is whether it's your wedding day or a date or a job interview, the less stress that you have about what to wear, the more that you will shine through and your personality will come through and you can just kind of focus on the other person listening, reacting, and, you know, saying hello to your guests on your big day rather than busting with your wardrobe. And that's just like a big thing of mine. Yes, I agree. And that's that's one of the hardest things, because especially for brides, when you're looking to style yourself for your wedding day, you're looking, you know, what looks good. But it's really hard. It's, you know, you have to go that extra mile to take a step back and say, how do I feel in this? Am I going to be comfortable? You know, like you said, you're going to be running around, dancing, saying hello to guests, and you don't want to be uncomfortable throughout all of that. Absolutely. And you don't want to make somebody put you in a dress that you don't like either, because I know everybody's going to have their opinion of like what looks best. And then yeah. the, uh, the, the bridal stylist will be like, oh, this one's going to look amazing on you because maybe it's a bigger price tag. So you just have to remember you have to stay true to who you are and your personality. Yes. And I know it sounds so cliche when people are like, you'll just know when you put it on. But it really is true. You'll know you'll get a feeling like I feel good in this. That's what it is. Absolutely. I think that's that's the perfect um, way to start talking about, you know, what kind of questions you should ask before you buy a dress. Do you have any tips for listeners on the kind of questions you can ask before they commit and say, yes, I want this dress? Sure. So my biggest advice that I would always say is find out whether or not you look better in ivory, off-white, or white. Ooh, so yeah. based on your skin tone, so most of us are... All of us are either going to be warm, cool, or neutral. So if you have neutral skin tone, you can go either way. But most of us have either warm or cool. So this is going to depend highly. It's just going to narrow down your search. So I knew when I walked into a dress, I look better in ivory versus off-white. And then, I'm sorry, I look better in ivory and off-white versus stark white. Mm. So then the next tip that I would give is know your body shape. So I also knew, are the people that I style this regards to like any kind of dress, that you're going to wear is 
V-necks look better on me than like a halter top or a sweetheart neckline. So I knew I wanted off-white in V-neck and that alone narrowed down my options so I knew exactly where to go. That's so smart. And that's something that I wish I knew before I got married because I didn't even think about the, the color. You know, I didn't really think about any of that. I, I, I saw one silhouette that I really loved that I thought I was going to go for. It was like a trumpet style. And I was not taking into account that I'm five foot one on a good day. And I would try those on and they just looked ridiculous on me. So I, I you know, I'm just too short for it. And I, I wish I, I would have saved myself a lot of stress had I known those two things going in. So that's that's awesome advice. Yes, absolutely. And a great way to find your body shape. If your listeners don't know, you can just go to my website or you can literally just Google how to find my body shape and you will narrow down the neckline. It'll look the best for you and the style as well. So yeah, if you're petite, you're definitely not going to want to go for a trumpet type dress. Yeah. So you have a tool on your website. So that's, that's a, um, by the way, for listeners, it's stylebyrain.com and rain is spelt R-A-Y-N-E. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the trends for 2018, and I want to also talk about how to make it your own. But before we get into that, tell me and tell the listeners your story, because you have a really cool story about how you met your husband. Yes, I do. So I originally met my husband in a home poker game, and we were just friends first. And when I started my styling business, of course, you have to kind of reach out to everybody you know and say, hey, do you know anybody that would need this and that? And obviously, he was single at at the time, so he hired me to come over, and I went through his closet. I updated his image. I took him shopping, and I kind of just started to fall for him, and I did such a great job at making him over. I was like, hey, you are kind of cute under those pleats and comb over. (laughs) (laughs) If that's not a true testament to your skill as a a stylist, I don't know what is. You made somebody over so well that you married them. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's why we say, trust me, my my style program works. (laughs) And you got married not too long ago, right? 2014, is that right? Yes, absolutely. About three years ago. I was a late bloomer. <laughs> hey, that everyone does it on their own time, right? That's that's awesome. Yes. And I so I want to talk a little bit about the trends for 2018. Um, what can you tell listeners to expect or to go for or what to look for? And then we're going to get into how you take those trends and make it your own personal style. Sure, absolutely. So a few of the trends, I'd also have to, whenever you Google, um, first you want to do 2018 wedding dress trends, and you kind of have to see what you are more attracted to, but stay away from any of the super, super big trends. So for one, a big trend in 2018 is all about huge sleeves, but we know that when we see those dresses from the 1980s, You're like, oh, that is so outdated. So no matter what the trend is, so a few of the trends right now are capes. We have plunging necklines, which absolutely look stunning. And this has been happening since 1950. So you can't go wrong with the plunging V-neck, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Split skirts. So they actually look like wrap dresses with a very high slit, like going up the side. Feathers sparkle bows are back but i would probably stay away from like the super big bows and the super big sleeves yes i would do because <laughs> <laughs> they're just gonna look dated but then some of the other stuff like the 3d flowers where it actually looks like you can pick up a flower off the dress are gonna look stunning for years to come so it's always flowers are always going to be in style Planting yeah v-neck are always going to be in style. So just go for the simple trends versus the ones that you can tell in five years from now. Oh, that was a 2000 and 
you know, 18 trend that is no longer in style. Yes, the trends are tempting, but I know what you mean. You don't want to look back, you know, five, 10 years from now and say, oh, what was I thinking? Or I wish I didn't do it. I wish I went more classic, you know. I mean, that said, if you're a bold person and that's your style and you want to go for it because you know you're going to feel great in it, then, you know, don't let us stop you. But I I totally hear what you're saying. I I would skip the big bow. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You you should see some of these bows, though. It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You did something really pretty on your dress because you had a really beautiful dress, but then you put like a, um, a very gorgeous black belt yeah, so that belt is actually a hair piece. So it was like a hair headband that I kind of wrapped around my waist because I, it, my dress for those, it's like a very traditional V-neck lace dress, but I, you know, I'm a little bit edgy, so I wanted something to add a little something of me to it. So you can pull a hair, and a, you know, a cool belt to wrap around maybe in your favorite color, or maybe it's all about the shoes. Maybe you just love leopard prints and you want like a hidden leopard print shoe under there. Yeah. Or, you know, something like that just to make it look like it's you and you're not just like, hey, it's me in a wedding dress. Yes. And and I like that because it adds your own personal spin on it. It allows you to, you know, still look classic, classy, you know, maybe a little bit sexy, but you add your own personal spin on it. Yes. And that's actually funny because 2018, it's uh the black trend so a lot of people are wearing a lot of black and um even the the um their full black gowns for a bride which is almost unheard of so if you wow. want to go on this trend i did this way before the trend was happening so just add a little bit of a black accent in there and i think it'll look very nice yes and i love the shoe like you said to, to kind of go crazy with the shoes and you know in, in uh the last episode or the one before that we were talking about wearing shoes that you can change out of. I like that idea too, because, you know, would you recommend to brides listening to kind of think outside the box in terms of accessories that you can take off or change out of? Oh, absolutely. And it's a great way to let's, I love, love, love the hidden shoe factor. So a lot of people will wear the same color shoe as like the bridesmaid dress or your colors, but absolutely change out of the shoes. If you don't want to change your dress, like our dresses are pretty pricey, so I wanted to wear mine the whole night and not do, like, one of those changes that some of the people are doing right now. Yes. So you can just change your jewelry, you know, maybe put your hair down, put a cool, like, headpiece on, or, you know, like a little barrette or whatever. Um, just change your jewelry versus changing the dress and just wear your dress for the whole entire night. I like that idea a lot. And like you said, it saves you money, and it also kind of shakes things up a little bit, which is great for a wedding day. Yes. Oh, can I tell, so one thing that you all want to think about is make sure when I went to go get my dress altered, they used a red marker on it. And when I went to go get the dress cleaned afterwards, the red marker bled on the whole entire dress. No. Where where you guys get it altered, make sure that they're not using a red marker. Make sure they're using actual chalk, uh, what do you call it? Like tailoring? Yes. A marker. Oh my god, that's terrible! It was did this was after your wedding. It was still on your dress. Yeah, well, I didn't know until I had it cleaned, and they're like, "Oh, the whole dress turns red." And thank God that they had to. They went to go and had they had to like dry clean it specifically again, like two or three times, to get the red marker out because it bled through the whole entire thing. So it wasn't necessary on the wedding day, but if you want to resell your dress or give it away or have it cleaned and stored right. properly. Make sure that they alter your dress with the right kind of tools. 
Yes. See, those are the things that that's one of those things that you just don't think about until you're in that position. You really don't. I was like, who would use a red marker to alter a dress? Right. And <laughs> that, and you're, you're a tailor. That's what you do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so being that it wasn't too long ago that you got married, um, you know, a lot of our listeners like to hear the real deal, you know, the things that really go on behind the scenes and the kind of stuff that they can maybe try to prepare themselves for the example you gave just being one of them. Uh, but what other kinds of things in your own personal experience did you find um, that either you weren't expecting or that were challenging or stressful, or, you know, maybe you have some tips you could share on how you made things less stressful with our listeners. Sure. So a few things happened on the wedding day. First thing that happened was they delivered the wrong bouquet. So, yeah, and instead of, like, getting all upset about it, I was like, hey, I go, I told my bridesmaid, I go, this is the wrong bouquet, I don't want to be crazy about it, but just fix it. (laughs) And the flower person ended up coming back to the thing and spray painting some leaves black, you know, that's totally fine. But then, throughout the wedding, I had a black marker on me, and a great way to kind of get this, again, this is just one of those things, you want to have wet wipes on you to mark off any stain that you get on your dress. Mm. from black markers or from whatever. Um, Those are a big thing. And then the next thing that happened was is they forgot to number the tables. So rather than, so really quick, the only thing that we did was we got a piece of paper and we wrote down the table numbers and we put them on the table and that was fine. And nobody really cared that there wasn't some big fancy table number there. Mm. Oh yeah, but that could throw off. I mean, that's a big one because when everyone shows up and they're like, hey, I'm at table 10, where the heck is table 10? (laughs) Exactly. And then of course... If I was a little bit, I mean, we did, you know, you, you put a lot of time and effort into every single detail. So, of course, I was a little bit disappointed that the table numbers were there. But it's the big day. Think about the big picture. When you look back on it, you don't want to think to yourself, oh, my gosh, I had a fit over the table numbers because they were drawn with a pen versus the, the whole entire experience of it all. Yes, that's such a great way to put it into perspective. Is it, Everything can really feel so amplified. And I think that that's just because it's such an emotional day. There's so many emotions running high, yours and everybody else's, you know, because that's just what weddings bring out. And it's a wonderful thing, but it's also very, it can create a lot of stress. Absolutely. And you have to think about it. People are there for you. They don't care about the table numbers or the flowers or anything like that. Sure. Everything, as long as there's cocktails and you guys are there happy, that's all they they care about. (laughs) It really is the truth. You know, we can get caught up in all the, all the details and it's fun, you know, planning all the details, but like you say, you can't be too committed to everything because, you know, things will go wrong. They, they go wrong all the time. But like you said, as long as you're with your spouse and you've got your family and friends there, it, the day will be great no matter what. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So also when it comes to wedding planning, there's things that I don't want to say everybody does, but there are, there are things that are considered ordinary, such as, you know, a cake topper or, you know, um, certain things in the, in the men's attire, whether it be the groomsman or, you know, the, the groom himself. Um, But how can we take those ordinary things and turn them into extraordinary Um, just to kind of set your wedding apart, set your style apart? So a great example would be pay attention to the details. So anything where there's details involved, that's where you can put your personal touch on it. So, for example, a cake topper. If you go to Etsy.com and you Google cake toppers, so if, for example, me and my husband met playing poker, we could have got like a poker cake topper that it doesn't have to be like a poker wedding, but it's just like an additional touch. So I had one. I love shopping. So my cake topper was a runaway bride with a bunch of 
Victoria's Secret, Macy's, Marshall's, TJ Maxx, Bands, all that. So it's just like the little touches like that. And like how do I turn, how you took like a dress and I put a black belt on it. If you're a man or your husband, you could think about the pocket squares. Maybe there's a specific color you guys all love. Or again, like you can go to get a specific tie or bow ties made. So it's really just taking what's already there and just making it really personal. I like that. And I really like how you pulled from how you guys met, because that's just something that you can really find endless ideas for. You know, I'm thinking now about all the things that I could have probably done that I I wasn't even thinking that way, you know? Um, Right. We did do, my husband's a big beer guy, so we did do, instead of um, a champagne toast, we did Sam Adams Oktoberfest, because it was in, it was in October, our wedding. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's it's it's a good way to kind of get your get your mind in there. Where, like you said, you didn't have a big poker wedding, but you took that one element and you worked it into a detail of the day, which I think is great. Yeah, exactly. And instead of having like we have the DJ right, but then I also had my dad's a singer songwriter, so he wrote a very nice song for me and my husband, and he performed it. He had his own little band there, and. Of course, everybody loved the dancing, and he didn't play for too long. It was like maybe two or three songs, but the fact that my dad was up there, everybody loves my dad as a family, so all the guests that didn't really kind of know my side or vice versa, it's like they really got a light into the wedding, the poker, our family-oriented thing, and it was just so sweet. So if you can add, like, your friend singing or a poem or something that just makes it a little bit more or like a flash mob dance. I know some people do. So anything that makes it personal, (laughs) do it. (laughs) I love that. That's ambitious, but I love it. Like it's any kind of way that you can bring people together. And you're right. It kind of gives people like, uh, it adds another little layer of getting everybody involved and kind of bringing everybody together. I think that's what really makes a good wedding. Great is when you can kind of get everybody involved and they feel like they're really a part of your day and not just kind of sitting on the sidelines, you know? Absolutely, yes. We had, you know, we had a great band and I remember um, they just played music that I felt like both sides really loved and they got everybody going. And if you can get people dancing and having a good time, I think that is just a true testament to having an awesome wedding day. Where did you guys get married? We got married in um, a place called Floral Terrace, and it's in Queens, New York. Oh, how fun! Yeah, it was really cool, actually. The the room itself was, um, you know, when we first saw it, my mom at first was like, I don't know about this, you know, because it was just a totally different room. It was mm-hmm. like, it was a round room, and it kind of had like a dome ceiling. You can look it up online. It's, it's an awesome, awesome place. But I have like a big Italian family, big Italian wedding, and my mom was really worried that everyone wasn't going to fit in there. And I mean, they they already you know told us that there's no way your family's not going to fit. Everyone will definitely fit. Um, and I just envisioned everyone fitting in there in a way that it didn't feel packed, but it felt full. You know what I mean? Right. And to me, that I liked that better because then I felt like you know you don't you kind of don't want you know 50 people in a room that would seat 300 because then it kind of feels too open and everyone's kind of scattered you know right whereas i felt like this was this would be a great fit and it really was the day of the wedding my mom said it she's like you know this really was a wonderful room i'm like yeah thanks <laughs> i had to convince you <laughs> but you know I, I i think that just again goes with like going with your gut and going with how you feel and i always say how weddings is like a real balance between the emotional side and the logistics side. 
And you really just kind of have to go back and forth between those two to find your own personal touch. Absolutely. And that's the thing. It's like, just don't take the focus off too much of what's important is the fact that two people are coming together to share their love with their, their loved ones and their family. And I think that when people put so much time and effort into the grand, like spending all this money, it like loses the personal touch, which is why it's so important to add like those beer toast or, yes. or the cake, you know, the cake wedding topper. And that's what kind of makes it your wedding versus just a wedding. Yes. And I'm on your website right now and I'm looking at that cake topper and it's awesome. You guys go, <laughs> go to stylebyrain.com and you, you can see the article is um, five ways to make your event stylish and personal. And you have to see this cake topper that rain has. It's so funny. Uh, and then the the you have an engraving on here too. Is this a gift that you gave your bridesmaids? Yeah, so that's another great thing. Well, this is actually we gave you know how you give your guests a gift. So rather than give them like an M and M's or something, my mom actually made these little what goes around comes around charms that you can put on your keyring, and it's out of recycled metal. So this is another way that you can have maybe your mother-in-law design something and she feels like she's a part of it and then she got her friend to make it. So it was just like another cool kind of way to get people involved in it. And then for my bridesmaids gift, I had them engraved from Etsy.com a key and a little bar with their name on it. And I'm just telling you, Etsy.com is amazing for getting personalized stuff made. Yes. And that's such a nice way to show people that, you know, they're showing up for you on the biggest day, one of the biggest days of your life, and you appreciate them for that. Yes. And my mom loved the fact that she could go around saying she designed our our gifts, yeah. our little wedding guest gifts. You know, you said some, you mentioned something really important there, though. I feel like a lot of times some the drama can come up for people when, you know, you're getting married, and yes, it's your day, but everyone else is kind of trying to figure out where they fit in. And I think that having that gesture of saying, "Hey, you know, could you do this? Could you do this for me? Could you take this over? Can you put your own personal touch?" on my day is something that most people I think are honored to do. And it allows them to kind of take ownership and feel like they're involved. Absolutely. Oh, and another thing is that I kind of made a personal was I didn't really have my, I couldn't really decide on five bridesmaids or six bridesmaids. So I had like 10 and what I had them do was just wear the color of the wedding, which was like a fuchsia pink. And I just had them get whatever dress that they wanted. And then I also asked my husband's sister-in-laws to wear that pink. So it was all like, if, if we did have people stand up, that's the color or the dress they would choose. They just kind of felt a little bit special because they were in that color. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. I think that's so nice. And again, another way to kind of make people feel involved in your day and, you know, just be there for you in a fun way. I think that's great. And I mean, you have tons of resources here on your website. So I think, you know, for listeners, definitely check it out. Um, She's at stylebyrain.com. And then people can also find you on Instagram, right? Yes, at Rain Parvis. At Rain Parvis. That's R-A-Y-N-E-P-A-R-V-I-S. And you're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash style by rain. I had a really great time talking with you. Would love to have you back on the show in the future. Definitely check her out, read her posts. She's got some great stuff to share and a lot of really cool pictures on here too. So thanks for coming on. And we'll talk to you again soon. (laughs) Sounds great.